Top Shelf Fantasy. How's it going, Shelfies? New season here. After the Super Bowl, we kind of, you know, restarted. I think it's a season six, five or six. Yeah, five or six. It's been doing this a while. Yeah. Um, I know we kind of take a break. We took a longer break last year, but we kind of, you know, we're right into the weeds with the franchise tag window opening up this week for agents starting, you know, right to that. So might as well get on some podcasts and talk about, you know, potential for agent signings and stuff like that. But podcast 286, February 22nd, 2024. Uh, X, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at TopShelfFNTSY, TopShelfFantasy.com. Uh, Dow, you can talk about that. You had you have two articles out there the last week, so uh, <laughs> let the people know. Yeah, first was the mock draft. That's uh, that was a fun one, to be honest with you. I, I enjoyed it. Just kind of trying to pick where I thought people might go, try to aggregate some sort of uh, some of the rumors that are out there and, and put in some sort of like tenable format for all the people that maybe don't just you know spend their days scrolling on Twitter, Instagram, and reading across various different sites. So. Uh, took some some info from some people, took some sources from other people, and then used some of my own, uh, you know, intuition that, you know, to, to craft at least the first round. Now we do the mock drafts with no trades. We always do it that way. Maybe I'll try to put one together with some trades projected in there, but it's just so hard. It makes it so difficult to to keep the order straight if you're doing trades between teams because you never know what's going to happen. But mock draft one that's up there. That's fun. And then more recently, I threw the uh, the free agents and top free agents and the priorities that I thought that they should be. Uh, you know, kind of organized by their team in the order of the way they should go after trying to retain them and retain their services. Um, that one was like a lot more than I thought it was going to be. So go feel free to like read through the whole thing. I'd appreciate it if you did, but um, on top of it, like take a look at your favorite teams. It's probably more easy to consume that way as a reader. I mean, it's, it's a bear. It's, it's gotta be 10,000 words or so, or so it's, it's every single team and every single free agent. And then with my write up on it, every, every single one of them. So they're like, I started off going, I'm, I'm just going to write about the big names and then I'll just leave the other names. It's like, you know, other guys. And then I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, do it right. And go throw you, throw you a line on every single guy. There's maybe a couple in there that I think my reasoning for Devin white of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is similar to my reasoning for Levante David, because they play the same position for the same team and they should both be brought back. So there's a couple that are kind of cop outs that just say same as this guy. But uh, for the, for the vast majority, I think you get a handful of guys per team, at all positions, it's kind of through the NFL lens more so than the the just strictly fantasy lens. Though the guys that are fantasy relevant do have a a write up that leans in that direction as well. So that was a fun one to do, but it was definitely a lot more of an undertaking than I anticipated it being. Yeah, that was very long, but I mean, if you're just running about fantasy guys, you're not really going to get the full picture of the, like of the team. Like you could say, oh, this guy, they're not going to resign this running back. Oh. Why? Duh, he was great there. Well, they got to re- resign this guard or this center, this linebacker. All right, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, the financials are definitely a huge aspect of it. You know, why and why not people stay on teams? And then one step further, when you think about, oh, well, it's really, you're writing it from an NFL perspective. It's like, yeah, I am. But offensive linemen do matter for fantasy football as well. You know, some of the best offensive lines create some of the best running backs. And if you know those matchups are in your favor or – if you have a dominant offensive line that's been together for a couple of years versus a defensive line who might have some stars on it, but they haven't played together. 
you never know how it's going to line up, especially early in the season. So if you're aware of all these moves, it definitely helps you kind of craft your your fantasy team from a different perspective than you might have had otherwise. So I, th- I definitely think it all has value, even though on the surface it may not appear as like strictly a fantasy, uh, you know, a fantasy focused article. It kind of is in a roundabout way. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm like halfway through it now. Again, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's long, but it's long. I mean, I, I'm going, you know, from A to Z, but what Dow said, you know, you're a Pats fan. I'm sorry, scroll down there. If you're, <laughs> you know, an Eagles fan, it might be a little more exciting. Um, but yeah, just pick the team you want, take a look. It's kind of shocking too. You're like, wow, this team has a lot of guys up. Like, there are some teams where I'm like, this is their whole, their entire defense. Yeah, I mean, you have the Ravens, for example, who need to resign uh, Queen, Patrick Green, yep. Justin Matabike, a couple offensive linemen. J.K. Dobbins is out there. Geno Stone, who was their uh, third safety in three safety packages, which they ran more than any other team in the NFL, which I did not realize until I did this article. So he has some value to a team like that. It's, Gus Edwards, it, too. Gus Edwards. Yeah, there are a lot of guys that just need to get contracts just to to bring back a semblance of what they had a season before. And, you know, you see it all the time with these successful teams, these players jump ship and go somewhere else and get paid big money. So uh, it, it's easier to keep a team together on paper than it is in, in, you know, actual execution of it in real life. Yep. That's why these windows are very small for a lot of NFL yeah. teams. Exactly. Um, all right. We can start with some news before getting some big free agent names. Uh, Geno Smith restructures his contract to free up some space. Um, he's still going to be the starting quarterback in 2024. Didn't have a fantastic year last year, but NFL wise, I think it makes sense. Even if you want to, you know, take a young guy or just say, you know, you're a bridge guy for a year or two. Um, I mean, they got a lot of people they need to pay too. Um, especially if you have like JSN in a few years as well. So maybe not paying up what's quarterback make now 40 million bucks to 60. Yeah. Uh, nope. For a quarterback, might free up some space, especially for the young defense there too. Uh, and, yeah, and it's, it's good to see though. I mean, you don't want another competition between him and Drew Locke to take away from what they're doing as a franchise. Um, you need to have consistency at the quarterback position, especially as you go through a head coach transition. So, mm-hmm. makes sense for him to get it done. And I mean, for, from Geno's perspective, yeah, he got paid last year. He probably got a lot of guaranteed money. But you restructure and try to get better talent around you because I think he's realized, you know, he has to play mistake-free football, but he needs to have people around him that can help him do that. And that applies to the offensive line, the running backs, the wide receivers, and then also the defensive side where I think Seattle needs a consistent or a considerable amount of improvement on the defensive side of the ball if that team is going to compete in the NFC West. Yeah, there's very young. And it's not like a pay cut, guys. These yeah. mean like here's here's a spot bonus of 10 million bucks to shave off the salary cap he's still getting paid at the end of the day right. maybe yeah. it's less guaranteed in two years but i mean for him he was a guy that was almost out of the league two, two years ago so anything i think is a win for him right exactly uh next one justin fields likely to be traded this is the news as of today i know i've been hearing he could stay they could trade the first round pick for a haul but Falcons are the favorites right now, followed by the Steelers and Raiders. Um, I mean, three teams that definitely need a quarterback, and I mean, the Falcons alone are a quarterback away. Uh, I'm not sure if Fields is the guy, but it would make fantasy fun, 
at least for I I love the spot for him in Atlanta. Like I can't I couldn't be more of a fan. You immediately pair him with a talented uh tight end, talented wide receiver in Drake London. You've got obviously one of the better running backs in the league with Bijan. So you finally have erased the Fields has no weapons excuse for him. So mm-hmm. if he goes there and he fails, it's on him. You know, you you cannot make the excuse any longer. I, I mean, we know it's not Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is not the long-term solution for Atlanta. Heineke was a failed experiment. And I think that they need some help on the offensive line. But if Fields is willing to work on his contract for a team that takes a chance on him now and trades for him and brings him in, you could have your potential franchise quarterback at a discount for the foreseeable future. And I think it's a great move for them. And depending on what they end up giving up, it's ostensibly zero risk. Now, yeah, I know like, some people are saying the hall firm could be multiple first. Like, I just, I don't I just see don't that. That's, I don't see how that's even in the conversation. To be honest with you, I'm thinking one first is generous. I, I think if if they're if the Falcons go here's here's a second and Desmond Ritter, you probably take that. And then the Bears yeah. get Ritter for the backup for Caleb. God forbid, you right. know, anything happens. But I mean, I I don't think a first. Does it? I mean, he was, he fell in the draft. Still, still a first round pick. But I mean, at this point, you're trading a first round pick for Mac Jones. You know, and he right. was, he's had a, kind of the same career, like spots that look good, and then spots where it's like this guy shouldn't be on an NFL field. So, yeah, a second round pick, I think, gets it done. A first round pick is generous. But if there's teams that do want him, they might, you know, first team to s- send us a first gets him, but. That's yeah, just like a, I, it's just a big, to me, big number. To me, the first only makes sense if you're thinking long term as the Falcons about who you have to sign. I mean, you know that when the time comes, you're paying Drake London. You know when the time comes, Kyle Pitts is probably even getting paid. Like when the time comes, Bijan might be a bubble guy because he's a running back, but he's probably getting paid with where you drafted him. Yep. So it's like you got three first rounders that you're gonna want to retain for the long term. Luckily, so they're all first more, round picks, so they have yeah, that that rookie have that option, rookie option year. <laughs> but still, which but, is means nothing because they still want the ex- right. extension before that. Exactly. So you add one more into that mix and it just becomes kind of untenable to bring all these guys back. So if you get Fields in there, I mean, Fields is, no matter how you cut it, an upgrade from Ritter and Heineke. My question is the other teams that we have here listed, the Steelers and the Raiders. Like, yeah, I'd say Fields is probably an upgrade from Pickett, but it's like, it's almost a lateral move. It's 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 a pick em, right? And then for the Raiders, I mean... I don't even know who they're planning to call their starting quarterback this year from the uh, Aiden O'Connell experiment or Jimmy G's back after suspension or whatever. But I don't know that Justin Fields is uh, leaps and bounds better than who they have there. So like if you're going to give up a ton, you want to see like at least a market improvement. So it makes sense for me from the Falcons perspective. So it, it doesn't make sense to see them as the favorite, but the other two teams, unless they're getting them at a discount, I, I don't get it really. Yeah. And they got to change their whole aspect too. like the Steelers, haven't had a running quarterback in Since what? Cordell Stewart. Exactly. <laughs> like you change your entire offense because of that w- w- with the Falcons, I think they wanted R- Ritter to be that guy. Um, so I, I think the Falcons do make sense. Um, the Patriots can't get any worse. Matthew Slater retires from the NFL. Um, great special teams guy, maybe hall of fame based off of, of you know, what he's done in special teams. I know people will laugh at that, but you know, look at Devin Hester. He just got, yeah, just got in. Like, there's a there's a spot for the, like 
top five special teams players of all time. Like, oh, Hester, Slater, Dante Hall, like he's right there with like the best of them. Yeah, you don't have as long a career as he had as a captain on a championship winning team for as long as the Patriots were, unless you are that damn good. And and Slater is that good. So I you got paid as like an actual player. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I would not expect to see or I would not hesitate to say that he at least has a, a bid on the hall. Um right side for the Patriots, you're saving money. Like you said, he got paid as an actual player because yeah. Bill Belichick jerks to the special teams. I think this is Trod Mayo saying, You're more than welcome back, but we're not paying you like that anymore, dude. Yeah. Sorry. Like we're gonna pay you like a special teamer. And Matt Slater goes, Yeah, I could probably give you one or two more years, but let's I'll hang him up. And yep. you have seen, you know, not that anybody else watches Patriots special teams as close as we do, but uh schooler Looks like he's ready to take the torch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they've got their new guy, their new gadgety guy in there. Uh, Nate Ebner will probably be back any day now. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. And he's been hurt too. So, yeah. Um, he's not on the field, he's not doing too much for you. Uh, Russell Wilson, not expected to return into Denver. I think this is obvious. Um, even the reports he heard that they might find a way to keep him on the team. I don't think you do after what you did to him last year. Um, I didn't add him into our free agent talk because he's technically still there. Um, as well, a guy we'll talk about later, but yeah, I mean, it's weird. I've, I've seen spot. both sides of the story, and it's just like, how do you go back to a team that more or less just kicked you to the curb? Benched <laughs> you because they didn't want to pay you the guarantee money. Like, I'd be pissed. Right. And now I see uh, the Steelers are the favorites to land Russell Wilson, which is. A, a, a you know an interesting maneuver. I wouldn't mind that if I was a Steeler fan. I think he's an upgrade over Kenny Pickett if he's the Russell Wilson that we still all think that he can be. But if he really is what we've seen in Denver the, well, the last couple seasons, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, it, you might just ride out the young guy and hope that he has a higher ceiling. Yeah, like do a battle there. Um, yeah, and are you signing up for a camp battle if you're Russell Wilson? I don't know. Probably not. I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it could, it could be the coach too. You saw what Pete Carroll did. To, uh, with him, yeah. Mike Tomlin's up there as one of the better coaches of our time. So maybe if hey, you know, he... I actually met a Steelers fan over the weekend this past weekend at a wedding, and uh, he told me that him, him and a bunch of his Steelers buddies all think that Tomlin is washed and needs to it needs to kick rocks. I was like, he, he made the, the playoffs with just in the league. He's made playoffs with a dog shit team for yeah. years. It just goes <laughs> to show you when you are a fan of the team, you have such yeah. like little patience with with your coach. <laughs> That's that's like people probably on the outside looking in for Belichick probably said the same thing. Why are they getting rid of him? He's legendary. He may have playoffs with Mason Rudolph. Right. No coach can do that. Like I, I said he kept the Antonio Brown psychosis to you know under wraps for years. Like Chase Claypool, he he got a draft pick for a, a substantial draft pick. Like two oh one. Right. Yeah. Right. Almighty. Uh CJ Uzoma expected to be released. This makes yeah, sense. They can't have two $10 million tight ends. It didn't make sense when they signed him. Him and Conklin for three no. years, $21 million or something. They like signed that. him first. Like, oh, sweet. He was great with the Bengals like the same day. Like, they just put $20 million bucks on two tight ends that aren't even like two top 25 uh, tight ends yeah, in the league. Like, they were both coming off like decent seasons, but they weren't like, yeah, like, like you not. Know, not fantasy they didn't have a Kelsey season, yeah. Like, like Uzoma made the Super Bowl with a yeah. bangle. so he was always like, "Oh yeah, he, he was there. He's he's seen it." And then 
nothing. And then we we saw Hayden Hurst go there and have the same exact year. And then we next year we're gonna see somebody else do it. And, and then we saw Irv Smith. Oh wait, never yeah. mind. With yeah, <laughs> yeah. We saw we saw three white tight ends that do the same thing. Sample Hudson and the, the yeah. other guy. Oh uh, yeah, the freaking the Hudson news. Yep. Um, Mike Evans and Bucks still far apart on a contract extension. Um, this is kind of sad. I I think he wants to be there. I know. Uh, Baker's free agent, but it's mutual that that he's going to go back there. Baker wants him. He's saying, yeah. you know, if I'm going to go back there, and maybe if Mike Evans leaves, Baker's like, you know, you didn't keep our best player. Um, why do yeah. I want to go back there? Like, makes his job a yeah. lot harder. <laughs> a lot harder. Yeah, I mean, so Mike long. Evans is. It's weird to see that he's far apart with Tampa because he's been in the past one of the vocal guys who's like, I'll restructure if we can get more yeah. talent in Which here. Which he did with Brady for years. Yeah, and and maybe you know maybe it's just kind of the, the the check has come due or whatever that saying is like. He has restructured so many times that he wants his payday. He probably realizes it's his last big contract opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. despite how productive he's been, You're he's an aging wide age. receiver in the NFL. Like there yeah, is and, there is an end in sight. Yeah, and then of course go back to Dow's article on the Bucks free agents. You'll see why it's hard to give him a haul when there's those key defensive guys. Uh, yep. That need to be signed. Yeah, and you know Antoine Winfield's going to get paid, which is there's a third one. Yep. Safety. Yep. Uh, Kirk Cousin is finally not able to get tagged. I haven't seen this in a, a very long time, so he's officially a free agent. Oh, really? Okay, because he's been tagged way too many times. I think, or I, I don't. The of course, I don't, limit. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I saw it t- today. I'm like, I, I don't know if that's good or bad because maybe the tags more than he'd get. Anyways, yeah. but this guy has made so much money getting tagged his whole career. He has to be one of like the wealthiest. And you know he's going to get like 35, 40 million bucks yeah. a year. Yeah. Like probably, if you add 40. up his career earnings, like he has to be up there for you know, however many years he's been a league or something like that. Could be more than Tom Brady. Patrick, but oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one with Kirk Cousins because Justin Jefferson is open that he wants him back. And if you don't keep Justin Jefferson happy, Nobody's happy on that team. So I would say if I had you know gun to my head, where does Kirk Cousins land? It's probably still in Minnesota. I don't know that he looks at any other team out there and says, I can win more immediately with them than I can with Minnesota, like teams that need a quarterback. Um, but, you know, if it really does boil down to money, you know, money talks. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of teams out there with a lot of cap space. Yep. Yeah, and as Pats fans, we've heard the – Oh, just sign Kirk Cousins as like a bridge guy. I'm like, if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm not like fucking going there. <laughs> you see, the only the only way I'm going to New England if I'm Kirk Cousins is if there's some sort of like written promise that they are taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. at at 103, or maybe a left tackle. I would not be upset with left tackle. I put that in my mock draft article. Uh, that guy is a unit. Um, what's his name? Oso Oso Ulumanuwa the unit from uh from LSU, mm-hmm. I think. But either way, um I don't know. Yeah, if I'm if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm staying with Justin Jefferson. I know I know what I have. I've got Jordan Addison there too. Let's not forget about him. The Vikings have improved markedly on the defensive side of the ball from year over year last year to this year. And if they can kind of continue to trend in that direction, um it's kind of could be a perfect fit for him to stay there and let a defense let him play more of a game manager, get the ball to Jefferson mm-hmm. here and there, roll, add some offensive line pieces, and you're sitting pretty. Yep. Is Flores last... still the DC there? 
think so. He's got to be because he he wasn't even. Yeah, it wasn't interviewed anywhere. Interviewed anywhere, yeah. So he's got to be there. He did a fine job. Um, mm-hmm. Last piece of news: Jimmy G suspended two games for PEDs. To follow that, he's expected to be released when the window opens. Um, I think they save a lot of money. He's cut before March first or whatever that deadline is for the new season. Um, yeah, I saw his PEDs with Adderall though. Like, that sucks. What are you doing yeah, Adderall? At, at least like get something to like make you stronger when you get back. Like right. Edelman do do steroids, bro. Come back healthy and ripped. Like yeah, not Adderall. Like, no, I, I just do. I just want to clean my house really fast. Just do a bunch of Adderall. Yep, idiot. You know what? Reach out to our contact at Rise Massachusetts. They'll help you uh, get your Adderall addiction under control. Yep, that's Rise Massachusetts. All right, um, getting some free agents. Uh, first one, Kirk Cousins. We'll skip that. We just talked about him for a little bit. So, um. Baker Mayfield, we actually talked about as well. We think he's going to stay there. It might change with Mike Evans, but... Yeah, mutual interest between both parties, and I don't know that a lot of people are clamoring for Baker Mayfield to be their quarterback, even after the good season he posted, so it probably yeah. makes sense to stay there. And for a quarterback, too, like he's probably not going to demand that much money with like the 40 to $50 million range. Right, you can get him for like twenty five bucks or twenty five bucks. Yeah, twenty five bucks, dude. Twenty five million for like even like a year. Like, prove it to me again. Yeah, then you extend him. your you extend um, your window. You keep your you keep your uh, wide receivers viable for another couple of years, and you allow yourself to spend the money on those guys that we talked about: Levante David, Devin White, Antoine Winfield. Um, I think there's an offensive lineman that's up for a deal, but either way, like. When you get a discount from your quarterback and you're not spending $40 million a year, you have so much more to spread around a lot more talent and mm-hmm. depth, which are the things that win in the NFL. Yeah, and he's like, I might have to take a pay cut to keep yep. Mike Evans here. So, um, Yeah, it's all for quarterbacks. There are bigger names. There's people out there, but more of just backups slash maybe bridge guys, but no point to talk about them. Running backs is where it gets longer. Um, we'll start with, do you want to start with like the first five or just go individually? We'll, uh, go individually, I guess, or whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm open. All right. Derek Henry. Derek um, Henry. I think he's stay in Tennessee. Yeah. I think he's out. I think, you know, his last game there at the end of the season, like kind of knew it was his last game. Um, All right, so so say he's out of there. Where where does he go? What team makes the most sense? What is he going to cost at his age? Yeah, so I don't think he's demanding huge stuff. He might be demanding it personally. I don't think he's going to actually get it. Um, ten very ten well for a year. If he gets ten, I'll be impressed. Like we have, we see, you see guys like uh, Saquon and Eckler just get ten. You know what I mean? Or ten, yeah, well, ten-ish range. Well, like Eckler only got six. Yeah, so <laughs> like I would I would be more in like that seven to eight, maybe nine if he's lucky range, like David Montgomery esque. Um, as far as where he lands, dude, I don't know. Minnesota is always on my mind, um, just because Madison was kind of a letdown. I know they have their uh, their rookie kit there, Ty Chandler, but I think him and Derrick Henry do considerably different things, so it could be a direction they go. For me, I mean, if I'm Tennessee, I'd want to bring him back. He's openly out there on podcast saying he still thinks he can run for another 2,000-yard season. 
he thinks he's a unit. He, I mean, he still looks powerful and like yeah, he can run. So great um, last year, I don't get the, I don't get the idea to, tr- to, to let him leave Tennessee, uh, even in a rebuild, whatever you need a running back who can run the ball, but boils down to dollars. And if he really wants 10 million, we might've seen Derek Henry play his last game. Yeah. I mean, going back to like your se- seven to eight, he could take that if it's like three years guaranteed. I'm saying like if a team was yeah. like, here's 10 million, 12 for a year, that's fine. Like that's easy to do, but these running backs want, you know, more guaranteed, more years. I think a team like Houston makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I was just thinking Baltimore as well. Um, yeah. But you said like they just signed so many guys too. They do. But they if they do, get but I think cheap, they have, they have the cap space to do it. And if that allows them to let, uh, a J.K. Dobbins, Gus, Gus Edwards yep. walk, and they retain a guy like Justice Hill for pennies, and well, then they eventually have, um, bring back Heaton Mitchell. Yep, they, there's your burst, and then Derek Henry's your plotter. I mean, it works. But Houston, yeah, Houston's interesting. Obviously, they didn't have a lot of ties to Damian Pierce. Um, you know, they didn't seem to ride him with the new coaching just, staff. Just yeah. kind of hot hand between him and Singletary, and Singletary seemed to be the hot hand more often. And then Singletary is out of a contract too. So um, Houston would be an interesting one. I'd like, I'd, I could get behind that. Yeah, and they have cap for the next couple of years. They have a lot of these young guys on cheap deals that you pick, you bring guy in like that, like, like I said, like eight to 10 for a year or two, let him walk. Okay. Then you resign Stroud, Dell, Nico, then kind of go from there. Yeah, I mean, I could also see him just toiling away in mediocrity the rest of his career, go to Carolina, run alongside oh. Miles Sanders, who also sucks. Oh, no. Um, he, he'd Chuba be... Hubbard, who Chuba sucks. Hubbard. I no, mean, he's, but he's way better than Miles Sanders. Yeah, it, it's just one of those teams where he, I mean, just do nothing for but the But they next. have Sanders on a big contract. Yeah. For two more years. Million for or three. three years, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. Yeah, so that's an interesting one. I, I, yeah. Baltimore, Houston. I'm just thinking of like teams that that were right there, close to winning it, not winning at all. But I mean, even like the Packers too. If, you know, they let Dylan go. They cut Jones for cap space. But even at that point, yeah. it's like you keep Jones anyways. It's better for the team. Um. All right, you can take the next one. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, uh, Las Vegas Raiders running back. He is. Another interesting one, I think, just because of it's not his age. He's only 26 years old, but his mileage is is significant. Um, I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard to say, too, right? We had Josh McDaniel start the year as the head coach. Then we had uh, Jacobs not really look like he was doing all that much, even though a year ago he had absolutely killed it under McDaniels or under McDaniel. And then flip side is Antonio Pierce comes in and then Josh Jacobs looks like he's had a career rejuvenation. He's being used. He looks great. And then he gets hurt, suffers a quad injury, I think. So I don't know. Uh, Like he's coming off of an injury in a contract season for a team that's in a full rebuild. And he's a 26 year old running back with a lot of miles on him. So that just got tagged last year. So that's the, that's good tag last year. Bad blood too. Right. I don't know. I don't know if he can get tagged again, or maybe his tag number is just through the absolute roof, so he's not going to get tagged yeah. again. And if he does, he'd say, "I'm, I'm not signing it." Yeah, I, I, then, I did it last year. Not going to do yeah. it again. And you still have guys behind you, like, um, 
Zamir Zemir White. White and Amir Abdul, not Amir Abdullah. Um, I'm sure he'll, he'll still well, be there. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Bolden. But like, you got guys behind you that have done a fine job in in Josh Jacobs' relief. So, to me, like, I'm letting Josh Jacobs walk if he doesn't sign a reasonable contract. If I'm the Raiders, but Al Davis or uh, Mark Davis, the Davis family mm-hmm. are known for just signing their guys. And Jacobs might just be their guy. Yeah, but if they were their guy, he would have been signed to a multiple year extension. Well, you know, he, year. you know, Mr. Davis got charged a little extra on his haircut that week, so he didn't have the money to spend. But now, hopefully, it freed up. I've never met met. I've I'll never meet the guy. Thank God. But I've never <laughs> seen. I don't even want to say ugly, but more awkward person in my entire life. Just like, and he's like a, got like a girl around his arm, like like rich <laughs> out of his gourd, and wears like full white sweatsuits with like a bowl cut. Like, dude, get a real haircut. What are we doing here? Yeah, it's like it's creepy. I'm not gonna start down the pedophile road, but it's no, rich, just, it's right around there. I feel like it's too obvious to even make that connection. So he's like, yeah, obviously I'm not. It was too easy. Like, I, mean, I wouldn't dress like this if I really was. <laughs> I just like I can't imagine him getting ready in the morning, looking himself in the mirror, and going like, "Yep, my hair looks good. Let's go ahead." Nailed it, nailed it, nailed <laughs> right. it. And um, yeah, the next kind of few guys, I'm not even gonna bring up like what teams could they fit in. I think we can kind of, you know, take the next four or five and then kind of talk about that because yeah, you know, the teams that we just said that Derek Henry can go to, ditto that with Josh Jacobs, and then these other guys like yeah. Um, so we'll kind of go through the teams that need an RB um, after the next few. Tony Pollard, running back for Dallas. Great job taking him last year and not giving him an extension. Um, didn't look that great. Uh, and then we kind of joked about that beginning last year. He can't take a full workload. Haha. And he, legit. he really can't. I mean, he even, yeah. he even said it two years ago. Uh, we saw it like his stats are fine. Like he had over a thousand yards, but that's really not much anymore with, with 18 weeks, 17 games. Um, but yeah, like they just, he just couldn't score on the goal line. Like they yeah, gave he doesn't have so many push, times and then doesn't have that push. Man. I mean, Rigo is a Dowdle do yeah. yeah. He, he was, a, he was the better back there at the end of the year. Like if you were a power owner second half of the year, you're like, do I start him? Do I start Dowdle instead? Like, I want the guy that's going to score, and I don't know if Paul. I played Dowdle in our dynasty league for like ten straight weeks, dude, and it like wasn't bad. He's scoring like ten a game. Yeah, like like seven to ten. Yeah, and if you got but, like, you know twenty t- touches, that's probably an RB two. Right. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think what you said is per- is exactly right. It's uh worked out perfectly for them that they signed Tony Pollard to the to the tag last year and tagged him last year. Because now you can sign him to a longer term deal coming off a, a arguably bad season for him. So, yeah, it's one of those discount where, and that's it. Where else are you going to go? Right. Because the teams know who you are. Like you, you fit here. Yeah. You could, you couldn't be the lead back. And really, if that's any fine. of these guys leave their destination, like we just talked about, then that place becomes a home for the other guy. Like, yeah. Derrick Henry leaves Tennessee. Okay, Josh Jacobs now fits in Tennessee. Tony Pollard fits in Tennessee. Derrick Henry fits in the, yeah. So again, yeah. when we get a few a few of these, we'll talk about the teams. But 
Uh, you take the next guy, massive name. Yeah, Saquon Barkley, another guy who took a tag last year and then renegotiated a contract or whatever he did for one year. Um, so 12. Yeah, 12 million. Like, like only like 500K or... more than the tag. Yeah, it, like, was, it was. You That's the, for all that you did that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this is a guy kind of the flip side of Tony Pollard that actually went out and showed the Giants like what he does for the team and the offense runs through him and the game that he was not. percent of the time. Yeah, the games that he wasn't fully available or was hurt or took drives off, you saw the Giants offense stall out. So for a guy that has been trying to make the case that he deserves to get paid, this is a guy that actually went out and and really earned it. So um, does he stay in New York? I don't know. Uh, I hope he does. I think that he should get paid. If there's any running back that deserves it, yeah, it's, it's Saquon Barkley. But you also get rumors out there that Harbaugh is interested in bringing him over to, to L.A., um, That'd be so nice. which could be, which could be huge. I mean, you replace well, the next guy on our list uh, with Saquon Barkley and you're sitting pretty. Yeah. And I, I think he wants to stay in New York, uh, which yeah. is more sad. Like you have a guy this talented that can really should go out and be able to, you know, find his own spot. But last year, you know, he got tagged. So it's like, he can't do much after that. Right. Um, but for for a guy this good that says I want to stay in New York, you keep that guy in New York because there's not a lot of guys that want to actually do that. Yeah, like nobody that, wants that's to rare. Be in New York. So take um, what you're given. Exactly. So yeah, if he goes to the Chargers, and that'd be great. Lumping into Austin Eckler is our next guy on the list. Um, I think he's fully done. Um, in L.A., I think that was kind of clear last year. Um. He did not look great last season at all. In a few games, he looked like Eckler. Then he got hurt and came back. And, you know, splitting time with Josh Kelly, who looked even more explosive at times. But when Herbert got hurt, I don't care who the running back was on the team, that offense couldn't move the ball. Like, you can't give Eckler six carries a game and expect him to break one for 100 yards. Um, yeah, like I want to put a lot of blame on uh, the coaching as well. And I don't want to say it's just Austin Eckler, but I think that relationship has soured and probably fractured to the point that he will not be back mm-hmm. with the Chargers. I think somebody that we've just talked about is going to leave their home. And I think Austin Eckler is going to swoop in and fill that void and probably get paid halfway decently to do so. Um, from a fantasy perspective, that's troubling. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know what to think of him going forward. But if he leaves, that opens up a big void in in the Chargers' backfield. And I know, like we just talked about Saquon Barkley, the other rumor is that Harbaugh wants to draft uh, his running back out of Michigan, Blake Corum, mm. which I don't think is a, a good move. I think he's CEH Volume Two uh, when once the NFL comes around. And for right. everybody that's not Scotty, like that doesn't mean he's going to be nasty. Um, and then, Fuck you. Yeah, but then you got like <laughs> Josh Kelly there, like Josh Kelly's a free agent. Isaiah so Spiller. It's Isaiah Spiller's the guy, but gross yeah i mean i i'm looking at um so i guess we can kind of talk about teams now tony Pollard doesn't go back to dallas eckler i think fits their good i think they wanted Pollard to be an eckler kind of type of kind of guy um pass back hey you hang on to rico dowdle for between the tackles and yeah and austin who actually can get in on the goal line and we've seen that uh for three years straight so um yeah, these are big, big names, and 
it's going to take one guy to sign somewhere and then the dominoes will fall. But we might be able to, we might see the same thing as last year. Wait mm. for months. And yeah, huge deadlock. Like, yeah, especially like during your like startup dynasty draft, like you're starting up and Saquon, Jacobs, and Henry are still not on teams. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like so these guys. Mahoney, who's been on this podcast a few times, did he say he's doing a startup Tom- draft next week? I thought it was like tomorrow, but either way, it's regardless, before the NFL draft. It's before, it's before free agency, before the NFL draft. Like, anything. like I'm all early. for doing early drafts, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a lot of luck too. Like you've got right. this guy in and oh, this guy didn't re- resign. Tajay Spears for Tennessee is now the guy, or he might go way too high. And right. Henry c- comes back and it's like shit. So, yeah, I I don't like drafts that that early. Yeah, and, and I mean, you could very well see just gridlock at the running back position right up until you know a couple weeks before camp. Like, none of that would surprise me at all. Yeah, especially if like half these guys are tagged. Yep. Um, and you know the, the window passes where you gotta you know sign the tag or you're not gonna play. We saw it last year. It came down to the wire with Jacobs, Barkley, and JT. JT, the only one to get an actual extension. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 hard. Um, all right. So those are the bigger names. Uh, some other guys: Devin Singletary for Houston. Um, if I'm Houston, I'll, I'll just keep the guy. And yeah, he should be on a cheap deal. Like I know he had a great year. He, he should he, be on a he made like two million bucks last year. So even he might yeah. be like, give me four. Like, okay. That's what I was going to say. Three, <laughs> four. If he gets five, like you sign that contract before they can pull it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't even have to be your lead guy. You let Pierce just rot there, cut him, trade him. Yep. And you sign someone else. He's a fantastic guy if someone gets hurt. Yep. DeAndre Swift had a great year in Philly. Um, minus the, you know, 12 touchdowns that hurts stole from him. But it's a tough one because Philly's in a spot again this year where it's I'm sure they're in cap hell, and they're gonna have to. I'm trying to think who's like, have they paid Hertz yet? They've not paid Hertz, I don't think. Yeah. But I know they they have paid AJ Brown, obviously, and they're gonna be due up to pay Devonte Smith in a very short notice thing next year. So they're definitely not breaking the bank on a guy like Swift, but I think he's going to be back there one way or another. If they have to finagle the years and the math and backload or front load or whatever, I think they'll have Swift back. I think they liked what he did for them. I think he's a good fit for what Philly needs. Um, he, mm. you know, he's better than Gainwell. That's clear and obvious at this point. Yeah. He, um, he's as good as, as a pest catcher. Plus yeah. he can run through the tackles. Like, it, yeah, he was, he was more or less a three down back for, yeah. for all intents and purposes. I think, they probably noticed that he did wear down a bit towards the end of the season. Um, and maybe they look to maybe moderate his reps a bit, and maybe that helps kind of diminish his salary. You know, in negotiations, they're going to say, listen, we're not going to use you as much as we did last year, so you're going to have to take a little bit less money. And maybe maybe a guy like him goes, yeah, like sounds like a plan to me because I'm sick of getting hurt every season. Give him incentives. You know, you mm-hmm. hit 200 carries, here's a million bucks. Right, exactly. And that's and, the stuff that we don't talk about on these these yeah. contracts all the and time. And they'll sit them at one ninety nine. Yeah, and not 100%. use them at all. So, yep. Um, Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins, I kind of put them in t- together. 
both yeah. coming off of horrific injuries again. Cam Akers on the second Achilles, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, he'll be the first one to come back off two Achilles ever. So, and before Achilles were, you're done. Death sentence. Guy, first guy to do was like Deuce McAllister. He came mm-hmm. back and was nice. And then Deontay Foreman, and, and then not that he Foreman. was even nice. Like he took right. years and he after was like that. very. He was very, as the kids say, very mid, and now he's still very mid. Yeah, it took like, him to like age, age twenty six to actually like <laughs> not break out, but like yeah, have good. a good game. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's hard. So Akers finished the season with the Vikings. No reason for them not to keep him if he'll take like a nothing contract. You know, a million bucks. Why not? He's yeah, a like, warm body. He'll yeah, be back. Yeah, on your like, insurance plan already. Yeah, if you're gonna say like like yeah. He might not even play next year or most of next year. Yeah. No one's going to sign you. Right. Stay with us. You get back. Show us you have something. And um, yeah. And if, if Madison has continued to suck and Ty Chandler hasn't fully taken the reins, like, and you go beat Cam Akers into the ground as soon as he gets, you know, as soon as he's healthy. See what yep. he's got. And then he tears his Achilles again and you move his on. Third Achilles on his third leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um and Dobbins same kind of thing. I, I mean he was hurt week one so earlier, but yeah, guy this guy just can't, can't stay, stay in the field. And yeah, know, we're talking. He's a guy that I don't expect to get to see with a contract. To be honest with you, um, I think it's just it's too much at this point. He's got he had that gimpy little run already going last year, and two years ago. Yeah, two years ago it started. At the end of last, yeah, 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 and I don't think it looked much better in in the one game he played. So, um, I don't expect to see him on a team unless it's the Ravens, you know, throwing him a bone again, super cheap contract. Nobody else is going out to get this guy. Nobody's going. Oh yeah, man, like we're gonna stash him and he's gonna work out. Like people in your fantasy league will do that. Yep, I won't, but people will. Yeah, give an IR slot by all means, but if you have to keep him on your roster, don't do it. Yeah, and like people. Even last year, last two years, like, oh, KC's a great fit. But now KC is Pacheco. Like, they yeah. they have their guy, and he's a late-round pick. They're paying him dog shit. Don't, there, there's no reason to fuck it up. 100%. Uh, AJ Dillon is the next thick bitch out there. Um, he's an interesting Aaron guy. Jones has been hurt for so, so long, for two years. Dillon just can't. Get it done. He just cannot find a way. And that offense is clicking. Like, yeah, he's never he's seen not his a capable actual. I mean, he's a big guy, like a built like Derrick Henry. He's durable. He can last. But watching him play, I'm like, this guy is slow as molasses. He can't find the holes. Um. Then of course, at the end of the year, every year, you know, he gets his goal line touchdowns. Oh, he just straight up looks better in that secondary running back role. Like him as the lead guy is not it. Change mm-hmm. of pace here and there, sure. Yeah. I like. I think it's partly him getting in against the right packages too. You see him uh, sub in a lot for downs where you have smaller packages on the defense, and he can run over some of those guys, and it looks good. And he, you know, puts that on tape, and everybody goes, "Oh, AJ Dillon." It's like, yeah. And then they loaded up the box, and he got absolutely stuffed to the line. So he's he's definitely a peculiar case. Um, I mean, he's, I, I have to shit. see him yeah, stuck in Green Bay on a cheap deal. That being said, I could see him going to another one of these teams that we talked about before 
with some of the bigger names. Like if Derrick Henry does stay in Tennessee, what's the harm in bringing in an AJ Dillon type to relieve him here and there? And now you've got two just pounders of the football. Yeah, but, but that's a tough know. squad because they have Tajay Spears. That was yeah, a higher ranked guy. So. And it's a lot of money to spend on the running back position, even if it's just a couple million to Dylan. If it's like four million bucks, it's four million bucks too much. Yep. For yeah, I I mean, the guys that we just named just shows like these other guys like Dylan Dobbins, Acres, Swift are not not going to get paid jack shit. Yeah, and and it really is though. If like anybody DeAndre Swift starts getting greedy, well, we'll just go get AJ Dillon. Yeah, I mean, like you're we, not as good, but he's right. a body. Like we saw, like Damian Harris last season coming off the Pats, um, had one great year. Even the year with Stevenson kind of breaking out, he was still fine. He had paid like one point two five million bucks for a prove a deal with Buffalo. Yep. We're gonna see this with Dylan probably. Yeah, like, I just not, I just don't see him. And then there's of course James I Robinson. Had his year voided. Is he hurt so early? I think I think he's he's a free agent. I just didn't uh, add him here. Not relevant. <laughs> the last running back is Antonio Gibson. May not be relevant um, either, but I mean, his first two three years he was like RB ten each of those years yeah. and played great. Brian Robinson's the guy there now. I think Dowsy in the before the podcast you said that's a good spot for him to stay as Washington. But if I'm him, I'm looking I'm looking elsewhere if I can get. If yeah, I'm I just him, don't know I'm where probably, he grabs. I'm like probably not getting a contract, but yeah, I'm not even going to a team where like, I'm going to be the one. I don't think he. I think he knows he's not the one. But use him as the pass catcher. He actually is. He was a wide receiver in college. Use him as that. Baltimore again, ton of sense. Mm-hmm. They need exactly that role. At least although they wait for Keaton Mitchell to come back, he could fit in nicely there. Uh, also, they need help on special teams, and he might end up being a special teamer. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to start with the wide receivers? Yep, Mike Evans. We kind of already talked about him a little bit, but uh, it's important. I mean, he is the wide receiver one in Tampa, has been for years. Chris Godwin probably had a year that he was technically the wide receiver one, but whatever. Mostly Mike Evans. Uh, if they're that far apart on contract talks like we, we spoke about earlier, um, it, it's troublesome because every single team in the NFL can use a Mike Evans. So... I don't think Tampa necessarily has any leverage other than Mike Evans probably wants to stay there, probably wants to play with Baker, but he doesn't need to. Like there are 31 teams in the NFL, maybe like maybe like 29 teams in the NFL that would pay him huge money, and the other two teams don't have the money to pay him. <laughs> yeah, Saints. Um, yeah, the Saints or like the Bengals who just don't have any more space at wide receiver if they're going to bring back their current guys. Yep. And pretty much every receiver we name on this list, we're going to say, oh, the Chiefs make sense. Yeah. <laughs> because the Chiefs Dude, need an actual they have, guy. They have Rasheed Rice we're talking about. And MVS is there too. Yeah, they, I think they need some, <laughs> someone else. MVS um, Odell Beckham Jr., Baltimore. I'm him. I'm just going to stay there. Unless yeah, you're going did to- you... I don't know if you read my write-up on Odell, which was shocking to me to learn this. Uh, I pulled this stat right off of Pro Football Focus. And he, from weeks 9 through 14, he only trailed Tyreek Hill in PFF grades at the wide receiver position with an average score of 90. 
which is kind of hard to believe, it's considering hard, I don't yeah. remember him doing anything. Well, but... I think he was overshadowed shadowed by flowers at yeah. the end of the season. Um, exactly. Wow. Yeah, I mean... I, but if he's getting back into that kind of form, that's exactly what Baltimore needs. So pay the dude. Yeah. If pay I'm, him in Bitcoin again. If I'm Baltimore, yeah, he's not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, if, if if I'm the Ravens, I'm keeping him. Um, even if he loses another step, just a great guy to have in the locker room too. I'm sure Flowers loves him there too. Um, They're similar like style receivers too. Mm-hmm. So it's a good person for him to learn from as, as far as technique and, you know, experience and sat veteran savvy. Yep. Uh, Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. He wants to be back in New England. Uh, he's been shockingly. outspoken about that already. Um, yeah, shockingly. Exactly. But the Patriots need wide receivers. So if you have a guy like Kendrick Bourne who understands the offense and wants to be there, you need to pay him. Um, that, it's really plain and simple. You're not going to bring in a quarterback. If you plan on signing a quarterback in free agency, you're not going to bring one in if you don't have a draw at the wide receiver position or any talent to surround him with. If you're planning on drafting a quarterback, nobody's going to be thrilled about going to your team with no wide receiver. So Bourne's a good option. Devontae Parker needs to leave. So nope. Bourne helps him finish him out. Yeah. Year. Yeah, seriously. Which still disgusting. Yeah. And, and like Taekwon Thornton doesn't appear to be it. Like there's not a lot of competition at the wide receiver spot. In New England, yeah, there's like there's none, and and I don't even say like they sign a quarterback, they draft Marvin Harrison Jr. You still need that second wide receiver on the team. It can't be Harrison Jr. and Juju or Harrison Jr. and Thornton or Parker. Like it's boring. Like you need that other guy. Or it's a perfect fit if you go. I know I keep saying it. Sign Kirk Cousins, draft Marvin Harrison. He's outside. Kendrick Bourne is inside, and sure, you can throw uh, Devontae Parker on the outside just to be a body out there. Sub him and Taekwon Thor- Thornton out, depending yeah. on if you and need just a keep slow guy Juju or at, this, guy. at the short slot spot. Like, yeah, that's, keep Juju that's a on good... TikTok. TikTok, yeah. Um, <laughs> God, ten million bucks a year for three years—that's gonna kill yeah, them. I'm so, for... I'm so glad we don't have Jacoby Myers. <clears throat> We're taking a moment of sounds, please, guys. Yeah, this, you know, we'll be back in a cool twenty. Right, Massachusetts. <laughs> Do you have an addiction? Beer? Yeah, drugs, to, alcohol? To signing shitty wide receivers. Are you hungover after our, our power hour podcast? <laughs> Go to right, Massachusetts. Because no, no grown man should do that. Um, Next in line is Hollywood Brown Cardinals. This one's, I, I mean, I haven't really heard too much if, if they're going to keep him. I know they... You know, they like Michael Wilson a lot there, the rookie from last year. Trey McBride, the tight end. And it's tough because it's like, if Marvin Harrison Jr. falls to them at four, they're probably going to take him. But you kind of need to make up your mind before that. Yeah, a lot of the mocks I'm seeing have Marvin Harrison going to Arizona. Mm -hmm. If that's the case... It makes sense. Like it It just hurts Hollywood's value. I mean... At the same time, if you want to go Marvin and D-Hop both outside and Hollywood in the slot, all right. I mean, great, but Hollywood thrives downfield. Well, so, D-Hop's gone. And D-Hop's gone. So there's that. Yeah. Is that official, though? No, he's in t- Tennessee. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. I got to remember who's on what teams. Um, also a guy that can 
just say cut me or trade me. So that'll, that'll be a later podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Hollywood Brown. Like we saw what he can do when he's healthy, but his health is always a massive concern. And years ago, every year, oh, <laughs> he's young. It, it, you know, it's, it's it's not a big deal. And now it is. This year was like. He just had that ankle injury nagging him from like midway through the season on. And they eventually, I think they really just shut him down. I don't think they ever came out and like really officially said it. Um, but they did, he just stopped playing, you know what I mean? And then they had that game in like the lightning or whatever, and he played half a game of football, and then we never saw him again. Yeah, they're like, all right, just that you're done for the year, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's a tricky spot because you can't say, you know, we'll let him walk, let's hopefully, you know, draft. Harrison, but if the past take Harrison, like fuck now, we have just Greg, Greg Dorch and Zach Pascal. Great. Yeah, and that's not an NFL offense. No. Um, yeah, that's that that's uh kind of tricky. And w- w- with his health, I don't think he's gonna demand a huge contract. Uh Calvin Ridley, Jaguars last year. Had spurts where he was fucking amazing and had weeks that you couldn't even start the guy. And Christian Kirk was definitely the one there. Um, he's also old as shit. Was he going to be 29 or 30 going into next season? Yeah, he was an old rookie too, if I, re- if I recall. He was, yeah, he was. I think he was 24 coming out. Yeah, something like that. That sounds right. So, like, I mean, it, it's tough, though. You know, he did look good. Christian Kirk is... I don't know where he is. I actually had that in my uh, in my in my free agent write up. Like I don't know where he is on recovery from that core muscle injury he suffered at the end. If he's down or not going to be ready to start the season, which I don't know, I, I'm I'm guessing he'll be fine. But if he's not, then I guess Calvin Ridley's value kind of bumps up just a bit. But I mean, the team, the Jags as a team, took a chance on Ridley coming off that suspension and. A lot of unknown, you know, he took that mental health break in Atlanta, which then I think just ended up really being the suspension, but um, you just never really know. So maybe he goes, you know, a little hometown discount for him. He doesn't take a huge contract. Maybe he gets like that manageable 12 to $14 million a year as a wide receiver instead of those monster like 17, 18, 19s. But he's on the back end of his, his career. He's, you know, he's in the twilight. But Zay Jones on the same team is getting 11 a year. So what do I know? It's funny that you're like, yeah, take a hometown discount of 14 a year. Right. These Which running backs would money. do so much to even come right. close to that number. Right. And they do way exactly. more. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's tricky. I think he stays there. Um, Jacksonville should do everything they can to do to do so because we saw them last year, Lawrence got hurt, and even when he didn't, the team wasn't that great. Again, these windows are so small in the NFL. If you had to pay this guy for two more years to have a reliable receiver, you you always do it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, massive one, I think, is probably the biggest one, maybe besides Mike Evans, T. Higgins. The Bengals. Yeah, T. Higgins, you could argue, is even bigger just because of his age, um, yeah. being a little bit well, younger. But he hasn't he doesn't have the 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 resume that Mike Evans has not yet. Bad bad season last year, even with hurt hammies, Burrow. Um, Burrow hurt, you know, but not you, not you don't make excuses, you know, final contract. How many times has Mike Evans had a quarterback that got hurt, you know, while he was playing there and he still put up a thousand yard, 10 touchdown season, you know, 
every single season. Ten so, years straight. Ten years straight. So no excuses. Play like a champion. T. Higgins, bum year on a contract year, not great. I think he still expects the Bengals to pony up for him. Um, if they don't, he could very well be out of town. Yeah, he's a guy that wouldn't strike me as odd to leave. Um, no, because I think even Ch- Chase wants to be the highest paid wide receiver of all time. Yeah. So and he's he's a give it if, if it affects us getting to Higgins, so be it. Yeah, he's like every penny that doesn't go to me, or that doesn't, or every penny that goes to T Higgins can't go to Jamar yeah. Chase. It's you also like, have Tyler Boyd up this year, so which sounds like they'll let him. Like if I'm them, I'm letting him walk, and then I'm figuring out how the fuck can I keep T Higgins. Like, yeah, I let you know right. That should that should be the order they Boyd, do it in ten to ten to thirteen million bucks probably. Tops, I think like eight is yeah. more rational for him. Yeah, but again, you said Zay Jones is getting right. Juju's right. getting ten. Like I think ten, three for ten is a very common like wide receiver three in the team now. Yeah, um, which is nuts. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, I know Patriots fans want want T Higgins. Um, I would love him. That's a great building block. If you put together Kirk Cousins, T Higgins, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Kendrick Bourne, I'm back in on the Patriots. Okay, sorry, got a little happy there for a second. I mean that that would be that'd be really awesome. Cool. I, I didn't care if we suck, like our record sucks. I just want to just watch fun football, right? Sling right. the ball to these. At fans. that point, trade for Justin Fields as well, and then let them go play football. I'd watch yeah. that team. Yeah. Uh, next one, big one, M- Michael Pittman Jr. I know he's he a wants, guy who needs to stay in Indy. He wants to stay in Indy. I know Indy wants to keep him. Um. He seems yeah. like a very humble guy too, and I mean, I I think he knows that he's worth a lot of money. Yeah, but I think he'll work with the team to kind of get it done. Like, if you want to push the years, yeah, I I'm agree. that good. Give me incentives. That's only coming from your, you know, not salary caps coming from the owner. Um, so I I do think he stays there. I don't think we need to talk about him too too much. Because I think if Indy's smart, they 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 keep him. Yeah, I'm in full agreement. Him, so, JT, um, Anthony Richardson, fully healthy. They've yeah. never played together. All and they them, so. and they got Josh Downs out there too. Um, I mean they they got some pieces for the future. Yeah, and I mean even like Alec Pierce is as your third yeah. like slot guy. That's that, that's that's huge cool. red zone target. Yep. Um, Gabe Davis. I always just laugh and smile every time I I, I say his name. You can take that because you were talking about the podcast be- before. Um, how he's kind of just like shooting his way out of Buffalo. Yeah, so he was posting a bunch of weird stats on Instagram. He wrote, or sorry, he posted an eight-minute goodbye video, and then ended it with these weird stats that he very like selectively pulled. And it was like top ten touchdowns in the league over like this very specific time period, and like he was up there with like the stars of the league. But then he's like, they had 300 more targets per year than I do, blah, blah, blah. Like, very, very weird. Like, started off as a nice sentimental goodbye to Buffalo and then became like, I was underappreciated, underused, undervalued. And, I mean, like, look, I get it. He adds a different layer of, of dynamicism to that offense. But you're not Jamar Chase. You're not Justin Jefferson. Like, stop acting like you have Stephon Diggs on the same team as you and he's better than you. I don't care what however you slice it he's better than you at football but 
my bigger question comes, okay, so he shoots his way off of Buffalo. Where does he go? I the mean, Falcons. yeah, the Falcons a team like that to, to do yep. that. But I mean, if you can get, get, get it for a cheaper deal, depending who the quarterback is there, like, well, that's my thing. I think he wants to get like, I think Gabe Davis wants to get paid. And it's like, dude, you're not a $15 million a year. No, Never. but he could say like, look what these guys like say Jones and Juju got like, I'd pay yeah. him more than that. Well, I mean, yeah, but then remember when say, Nelson well, Aguilar got twenty? He's better than Nelson Aguilar. Exactly. Oh, Aguilar and Kenny Galladay have destroyed the wide receiver contracts. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, I, and and again, like going back to Diggs, like yeah, a lot of the reason you've been successful is you know Diggs has double covered, opening you up for a single yep. covered down the field on a safety. Yeah, you're gonna beat that guy every day of the week. Right. Uh, tight ends. Hunter Henry, the Pats, big Henry guy. Love to see him come back to the Pats, but um, if he doesn't, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, it'll be interesting because he so he tied the NFL leader for touchdowns this season with Sam Laporta, which was kind of he bananas. Tied him, yeah, had nine or ten touchdowns. And he started hot too. Like, yeah, he, he's well, that on a it. lot. Yeah, that was it. So, um, yeah, he tied for the league lead in touchdowns from the tight end position, which is huge. But I think that just speaks more volumes to the lack of talent on the on the Patriots team and Hunter Henry's proficiency in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Now, that's still something you can use. He's still a veteran, still very talented, smart, smart guy, great blocker, but he is slow as balls. So, I think the Patriots, the direction that they're trending the way that they're going to want to go is going to become very clear to us when we see what they do with Hunter Henry. Now, if he signs a cheap deal, I think he hangs around, but you saw a guy like uh Faro Faro Brown, right? This year who was involved in the Pats offense and just looked more athletic and they were able to scheme stuff and get him open. Uh, Mike Asis, uh, Mike Asiki also up for a contract. I wouldn't be surprised to see him walk too, but at some point you need to play Which tight fine. end. So he, he did. Yeah. Nothing. He, he didn't impress me at all. So it just maybe you let two out of the three guys walk. You keep one of them. Maybe it is Henry on a cheap-ish deal. The problem is that the tight end market this year is so so sparse. There are not a lot of guys out there. So the ones that are out there, the tight end needy teams are going to have to pay for them. Which maybe that works to Hunter Henry's advantage, and he gets another big deal. I mean, he has been a free agent in the perfect years for. T- Tight ends. Yep. He's the okay, best. John Smith got a billion the dollars. Top two tight ends that year. And now he's yep. a top two. We'll get to the next guy, Dalton Schultz. Dalton um, Schultz. Which man. I would put over Hunter. Yeah. Henry, of course. Um, oh, if you're the Patriots and you can sign either one for the same amount of money, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Day. But I think Houston, I think he they keep him. I mean, he, he they was, should prioritize retaining him. He was him. so good for them last year. And, and our biggest thing was, oh, he was the Dak Prescott. He was. Dallas t- two years ago had a great year. He's going to go someplace else and suck. And yep. he proved us all wrong. Yeah. And, and you saw what he did for that offense. You saw what he did for CJ Stroud. And I think that that can't be uh, undervalued. That has to be something that they look at and say, if that helps Stroud continue to develop, we keep his weapons around him. We keep the consistency around him. We have to do it. It yeah. should be. And, and what's it going to cost you really? He's a tight end. What are you going to pay him? 13 million a year. Cool. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Three for 36. Why not? 
give me through through for thirty. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. You keep him. You keep. Is it? You said Farrah Brown was a pass. Is it? Is it no, Brevin Brevin Jordan. Brevin was the, Jordan, the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a good uh, little combination there. Um, Gerald Gerald Everett. Does, does does he just always just sign one year deals? I feel like we he has to every year. He's up every year. Um, um, he's the old school like. Um, I want to say Mercedes Lewis, but it's probably wrong. Mercedes Lewis, the blocker, <laughs> blocker, yeah. Um, Chargers probably out. I'm sure the Chargers kind of go a different way, especially if they're going to take Bowers at six. They have the pick, I think. Yeah, if they take Bowers, obviously Gerald Everett's out. Um, if they don't, they go a different direction. I could see them bringing him back. I mean, he looked fine. It's not like he was bad. Yeah, he's just—he he, he is what so he is. Cheap. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't play, play for huge deals. He usually stays healthy. He looks like Mike Williams on the field. So why not? I mean, the guy's still breaking tackles, running quickly, looking agile at his age. So it's no real downside to him. Um, but they still have that unit there, right? Parham. The so they they six, might not even guy. need him. Yeah, the guy who yeah. got his brain—he uh, might be blown out. Yeah, but either way. Um, if if it's Bowers, Bowers is taken over, and it'll be a bunch of plugs behind him. Yep. Uh, last one, Noah Fant. I love this one so much, uh, because the end of the year last year, all my dynasty leagues where he was available, I grabbed him. He's a free agent. He was a guy that was you know brought in from college. That's supposed to be the thing with the Becks. Yeah, he what do you go to school with Hawkinson? Was that him? Uh tight end university, yeah, right? They're both yeah. Iowa. Yep. Okay. Um yeah, so I mean he has traded to Seattle. We know Seattle doesn't really use the tight ends that much. When they do, they use three or four at a time. But if he goes any place else, I think he could really be a sneaky uh dynasty guy. And I'm not I'm not saying, you know, top five, but a tight end one. Really means nothing. Like a t- uh, ten, <laughs> 10 in the year is six hundred yards and five touchdowns. So I think at, at, at the right spot, like the Bengals, I think make a lot of sense for Noah Fant if he's cheap. I mean, we talk about him trying to keep T Higgins and all that stuff too. But I'm starting to go like a, a team that needs a tight end like Fant. Indy. That's really it. Yeah, I mean, they have Jelani Woods, but I feel like Indy always drafts these rookie tight ends. We all get so excited. Yeah. But they're never Jack Doyle. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like, they just can't find the guy where they, pre- at this point, probably like, yeah, we just need to sign a guy that we know is good. If Kelsey ever retires, I'd love to see him go to KC. I think he could run the Kelsey route tree pretty well. You he has s- the athleticism to do it. You sign right now to KC, like Kelsey played one more year. You you yeah. learn from the best. Like that's that's a great recipe. Yep. Um, there's also teams like Minnesota that need somebody while Hawkinson recovers. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna be Josh Oliver or Johnny Munt, but yep. if those guys if you deem them to be not viable options, then fancy fancy stop gap that can definitely work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I I could see him taking like a one year proof deal and then extension. Who's playing tight end in Denver now? Oh, uh, the white guy. Um, Dolchich? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. 
All right. Um, rumors get one here. Um, you can take this, Dows. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk uh, seems to be on the outs in San Fran. No extension yet to his contract. He's asking for one. Uh, he's also simultaneously asking to be traded. He's also simultaneously on Instagram and Twitter complaining about his lack of targets in the Super Bowl. His family is also out there complaining. So it seems like a quickly and uh, drastically deteriorating relationship in San Fran with Ayuk and, and ownership or the coaching or, or somebody. Um, it doesn't look good. So Ayuk possibly on the move if he really is that unhappy. I think if you're San Fran, you do need to do what it takes to retain him. He's he's your number one wide receiver. I know Debo gets a lot of hype from for what he does. But purely in the wide receiver position, I think Ayuk has just a, just an edge more talent. Debo probably brings a little bit more uh, um, from the different things he can do from you, you know, lining up in different positions. But Ayuk as the number one wide receiver is how the offense yeah. works. He's not wrong what he's saying on uh, Instagram and stuff. Like, don't forget what got you there. I had all this, you know, all these targets, all this yardage in the regular season, and then I didn't get targeted in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I get it. But games are different, right? So you got to move on from that. Be a man, man up, go back and play football for the team. And remember that it, your time will come essentially. But um, as far as the wide receiver position and, and the number of guys that we just talked about, I mean, there's a lot of big names out there, but a guy like Ayuk hits the market. And I mean, he very likely catapults to the top of the list or at least right alongside the top guys up there. Like Mike Evans, T Higgins, Brandon Ayuk are all mentioned in the same breath. Michael Pittman, even all in the same breath of, of what they can do for a team. So, Ayuk's the guy, though, at his size. He's not like a 6'4", 225, got to be big, go up and get a kind of guy. He runs every route in the route tree, and he's a guy that can get open against everyone. Every single season, he has some of the best separation stats. It's it's a guy that you should be you know, actively trying to retain. If you're San Fran, I know they've got a lot of people that they need to bring back. They've got a lot of cap space tied up as it is, so it's definitely not the easiest thing to do. But the cap is fake, so figure it out. Yeah, I mean, to your point, if Ayuk is on the market, I think he jumps up to number one wide receiver over any of those guys. Yeah, I just think he's 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 that good. He's and when you combine rare... his age with his talent, absolutely. And you nailed it. They already paid Debo, so he's got the contract. This is the Brock Purdy effect. Is San Fran going to wait? and give Purdy a massive Q- QB contract? If so, Ayuk's gone. Right. If I'm a San Fran, I'm keeping Ayuk, and if Purdy wants to walk, you bring in someone else. Like, that's my kind of mindset. I mean, they did it with Jimmy G for so, so many years. Like, Sam Darnold might be able to, to do the same thing. Um. Yeah, and that could have been the reason they brought in Sam Darnold, man. Like, you I, can you game manage yourself to some mm-hmm. wins if we give you some time to learn? figure out the system and there's your leverage for with, with Brock in uh, Brock Purdy in negotiations. Like, listen, dude, yeah, you had a great career here, but you think that you can go somewhere else and do it by all means, go ahead to a team with no weapons. We're going to use Sam Darnold. If you don't want to stay here for, you know, let's do a reasonable number 18 million a year at the quarterback position. Yep. And he's like, that's so low. And then, but a guy like him who made Dick on his first contract, you probably take it. Go, hey, can I go two years for twenty million? Fully guaranteed? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, but offer you fifty, but yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um yeah, I was thinking like if I'm Ayuk, it's like, well, if I demand a trade or, you know, on the outs, 
I'm now in the market with Mike Evans, Pittman, Higgins. Do I wait a year? But next year's Jefferson Chase, even worse. Right. But it's like, right. but they could sign mid season. So it's like you play this game where it's like, if they sign mid season, then I would just, the I would just go in the market. Could... Like, you go in the market now when you know what it is, you know who's going to be there mm-hmm. versus unless you know for a fact that the year coming up is a down year, like the tight ends for this season, if they all knew that this was going to be a bum tight end year, like, yeah, they made the right call. Yeah. Um, you know, who signed during the, the season? Hawkinson, right? Got traded and then signed a deal with Minnesota. That's really about it. Mm-hmm. But either way, they're going, I got to compete with one legit tight end and everybody else. I'll be able to, you know, kind of hold my own medal against. Like you said, next year, if you have to worry about Jefferson and Chase, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, Not for you, me. You just hope that they sign during the year, so you're yeah. the top. And but like that, that's just like you're. And with the way you're it's playing, been going, a game. Like that's just not happening. Like you don't yeah. see it a ton. A lot of guys just go. I don't even want to talk about contract during the season. Okay. Yep. So yeah, it's tricky. All right, I think that's that'll do it. I'll do. All right, Dows, can you take us out, please? Yeah, uh, as always, Shelfies, we want to say thank you for listening. We really appreciate you tuning in. And check out the website for a couple of articles about both the draft and some free agents that are out there. They are quite comprehensive, so please feel free to comment on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find all of our stuff at Top Shelf FNTSY. And as always, stay fluid, stay loose. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay